combining two technologies can often be cumbersome. On this podcast, you will learn how Citrix Technology Alliances are solving industry challenges and empowering people to unlock their full potential. Here is your host, tech columnist, podcaster, and best-selling author, Neil C. Hughes. Welcome back to the Tech Fusion podcast by Citrix Ready, where we explore how Citrix are working closely with their partners to solve some of the biggest challenges with technology. Because the switch has been flipped and there's no going back. And in today's episode, Heath Spencer, CEO of Traitware, and Anil Kumar from Citrix are going to rejoin me on the podcast today in a conversation about the now of cybersecurity. Because with remote work and hybrid working here to stay, I want to learn how Traitware and Citrix are once again working together to help companies adapt to the continuously changing digital surroundings. And coming up to the one-year anniversary of COVID-19 lockdowns, the enterprise has seen an enormous change. And according to the December 2020 Upwork survey, by 2025, 36.2 million Americans alone will be working remotely which, just to put that figure into perspective, is an 87% increase from pre-pandemic levels. And of course, as a knock-on effect, one area that's hugely affected by remote working is cybersecurity. And as cybercrime increasingly tops the news, it is critical for all enterprises to ensure that solid cybersecurity plans are in place. But where do we start? Fortunately, there are solutions that not only drastically reduce risk of attack, but can also make life easier for an entire company and associate users, saving on costs in the process. So with the stage set, I now invite you to join me once again so I can invite Heath Spencer from Traitware and Anil Kumar from Citrix in conversation now on this podcast where we'll talk about all this and much more. But enough from me. Let's get today's guests onto the podcast now. So a big warm welcome back to the podcast. But for anyone that's missed our previous conversations, could you remind the listeners with a little about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Heath Spencer. I'm the CEO of Traitware, and we provide a passwordless login in three touches from a device you already carry that works to enable a zero-trust framework and multi-factor authentication inherent in a login. And we're excited about our partnership with uh, Citrix and how we help Citrix Ready solutions uh, go passwordless. Hi, uh, Anil Kumar here. Happy to be back again speaking in this podcast series. I'm a technical marketing manager uh, in the Citrix Ready program. Uh, been with Citrix for a little close to six years now, uh, and with uh, and in the IT industry for uh, for a little over twelve years. My uh, main responsibility. Uh, includes working with a lot of technology partners like Traitware here with us today uh, to integrate and validate their solutions with Citrix Workspace and uh, promote key use cases, key business challenges to our joint customers. And uh, my main focus in the security uh, in the Citrix Study program is also uh, building an ecosystem of security partners through uh, our workspace security program. Uh, 
happy to have uh, trade fair also uh, as a as as one of the identity and access management uh, partners in that. Well, welcome back, guys. The, one of the many reasons I was excited to invite you back onto the podcast is the fact that we're coming up to the one year anniversary of COVID nineteen lockdowns, and the enterprise or enterprises all across the world have seen enormous changes, and remote work experts say is likely to stay. So according to the December 2020 Upwork survey, by 2025, 36.2 million Americans alone will be working remotely, an 87% increase from pre-pandemic levels. So I've got to ask, Heath, how have customers' needs changed over the last 12 months? So really, you know, customers' needs have changed. I mean, all of our lives have changed in the last 12 months, really. And, and, and the biggest need that changed was with this move to work from anywhere. Uh, it started out as work from home. Uh, the biggest customer change that we saw happen and alongside of, of Citrix is the enterprise was no longer able to keep their their people, uh, their computers, their their access behind uh, the the corporate firewall, uh, the per- perimeter based security approach. They needed to be able to grant access uh, from anywhere uh, at the edge of the network, and so a need to have uh, a simple secure login that deployed multi factor authentication inherent uh, in that login without creating friction for the users. Uh, has been a big change. Uh, one of the biggest changes was just the people's need to be able to access company information and data and to do their jobs uh, while being on a on a shared network uh, with their kids doing school at home uh, has been a big adjustment for a lot of people and uh, needed to reduce friction and and while maintaining uh, secure access in, in doing that. And that's one of the big reasons we're excited about the work that Citrix is doing is really to enable that. Uh, access from anywhere. And, and Neil, the same question to you. Uh, yes, completely agree with uh, Heath on these points. Uh, yeah, like Heath said, obviously uh, a, lo- a lot has changed uh, in terms of IT and how employees uh, do their work in the past 12 months. So before the pandemic, uh, uh, remote working was still not something which was uh, which was provided to everybody, uh, it was still something which IT looked at as uh, a complex task. But uh, when the pandemic hit, every everything changed overnight, right? Every uh, with, with the lockdowns, uh, uh, companies still had to run their businesses, employees still had to do their work, and uh, and and IT was able to shift into remote working very quickly. And obviously, uh, there were a lot of challenges and and. Uh, and and with the uh, with the vaccine on the horizon, uh, it, it's still a little unpredictable. The challenges are there, but uh, but the the main uh, need in a nutshell was to obviously offer a uh, super fast, consistent, and uh, secure work from anywhere experience, and uh, it can be from any device uh, which which the employee uh, wants to uh, access it from. And and with all this. Uh, you also have to ensure that you're simplifying the infrastructure, uh, IT, IT infrastructure, by not adding too many uh, point products for individual challenges, but to uh, but to adopt a framework. Uh, let's call it the zero trust framework uh, to simplify uh, 
the approach and uh, also shift gears from VPNs, which which traditionally uh, were used uh, on a limited basis for employees working remotely to uh, access corporate resources, but but it, uh, it 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 does not really provide that granular access it's expensive it's not scalable over cloud and and many other things so obviously a lot has changed um, in terms of the uh, in terms of the cio offers uh, or the cto offers they want to also accelerate uh, their apps and uh, data into the cloud uh, uh, Utilize their existing investments by going uh, to that hybrid model, and uh, and obviously when when uh, when everybody is working from anywhere on any device on any network, the the threat surface obviously uh, has increased uh, more than ever before. So all these are challenges, but something the IT has to really uh, think about because this is something which which will probably continue. Uh, uh, forever, not the pandemic, but working from uh, everywhere. Many people have, uh, I mean, most organizations have uh, really understood the advantages of letting their employees to be uh, productive from uh, anywhere they want. Uh, for me personally, uh, I used to travel to office, spend at least three to three to three and a half hours uh, in the commute uh, and 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 the in the Bangalore traffic. So that's something I can really. Uh, Kind of save uh, and uh, utilize my time for many other things, and I and I'm pretty sure a lot of a, a lot uh, a lot of them have uh, uh, similar uh, seen similar advantages. I think now more than ever, cybersecurity is an incredible hot topic, and I'm curious how does that relate to the remote workforce? And Heath, I'll throw that one to you first. Yeah, it is a very hot topic. Uh, I mean, just this week, we've had, you know, in the US, we had the Senate hearings for the SolarWinds incident. Uh, last week, there was the Florida municipality um, breach with water uh, tampering. I mean, cybersecurity is a hot topic every day right now. I mean, months ago, we had the Twitter breach and yeah, all these different things. And so, as Anil mentioned, the attack surface with this move to remote work uh, expanded uh, rapidly and quickly, which just created a lot of opportunity, unfortunately, for the bad actors. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, previously, most companies had taken a stance of a perimeter-based defense and then uh, were allowing access inside of that perimeter via the VPN. Um, a problem with this, and Neil alluded to this, was that once you uh, had access inside of a VPN inside that that perimeter, you you then had implicit trust. You were trusted uh, to to roam about and go wherever you wanted inside of the village that was behind that wall. And uh, Neil also mentioned this framework of zero trust, and this is where um, you know moving to this remote work and access from anywhere you need to be able to authenticate not only the applications and the machines that are accessing the data and the records, et cetera, but we believe at Tradeware that zero trust needs to start at the endpoint of the human to the machine. And that's where our relationship with Citrix is great because we provide um, you know, a high level of assurance that the user is the who they say they are when they access uh, that initial 
uh, gateway. So when you log into your Citrix environment, Citrix workspace, et cetera, you, we're really confirming that it's the right person that's accessing that. And then, then as you access other applications inside of that, our layers of authentication enhance what Citrix is doing to deploy this zero trust framework. And so um, the need for cybersecurity today has never been greater. And we're one of the biggest vulnerabilities still today is a technology that was created in 1961, which is the password. And it is time to move uh, to modern processes, which is why uh, we're excited about working with companies like Citrix that are really focused on the future of work and modernizing uh, how we um, get what we need done done and move forward with that. And Anil, presumably their cybersecurity with remote workforces in those Citrix digital workspaces, it must be incredibly important to you guys too. Yes, it is. Uh, it has always been important. And with this uh, uh, adoption of remote working, uh, suddenly uh, embraced by so many organizations o- overnight, uh, it, it, it is something which uh, has been a hot topic for us. Uh, and it, it continues to be. I mean, we've been doing remote uh, remote access. We've been providing remote access uh, solutions for a while for uh, uh, for th- uh, hundreds and thousands of organizations over the years. And we uh, and and we we were always prepared for. Uh, uh, I mean, we were never underprepared when it came to uh, security. And uh, and if you see our uh, our entire. Uh, Solution uh, security solution stack, which includes uh, the workspace secure access, the uh, uh, the Citrix ADC and gateway, uh, providing the VPN and, uh, and and many identity and access management solutions. Uh, the remote browser isolation included uh, as part of the Citrix workspace, the SD WAN, uh, the ADC technology, and and many things else. Uh, so so we were always. Uh, I mean, we always ensured that security uh, plays a huge role uh, for for remote working, and we've uh, over the years built a huge, uh, b- built a very uh, uh, very confident technology stack, which uh, we can tell that uh, we we definitely provide that secure remote working, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean. Uh, completely agree with all the points with heat when it came, when it comes to uh, why cybersecurity continues to be a hot topic and uh, the, the many challenges passwords uh, uh, has uh, has bought over the years and 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 similarly the point products for uh, for individual complex problems and Heath, you mentioned a few moments ago about zero trust, and I'm conscious we will have people listening from a variety of backgrounds. A lot will know what zero trust is and have a lot of experience with it. And equally, there will be some that will have heard the phrase, but maybe a little bit too intimidated to explore it further. So for everybody listening, just to set the scene here, can you offer an overview of what zero trust is and why it's important for security today, and especially how it relates to remote working right now? Yeah, so zero trust really is a. It's been around actually for a while, uh, over fifteen years it, it, as a framework. Um, it seems to be gaining some momentum and and has, um, with this move to remote work, has uh, resurfaced as a 
as a need within a way to securely um, deploy access to different environments and different uh, applications, et cetera. So one of the the downsides in, and we've had this discussion with others, is that using the word zero trust for the end user seems like companies don't want to trust their people. And that's really not what it's about. And unfortunately, there hasn't been a better way to describe um, what the framework is. And so uh, I think there's some education that needs to take place around helping people understand that this is not about not trusting the people, but it's really about moving to a mindset or a deployment that allows um, the systems, the you know, the the machines and the and the data and the applications to confirm that uh, the access is is correct and it, and who's accessing uh, was actually authorized. So, uh, as we talked about just a, a couple mon- moments ago, this idea of the perimeter based framework uh, VPN access to that perimeter based framework. And once you were inside of that, you had implicit trust, which is the opposite of zero trust, not trusting um, that you, once you were through that gateway, uh, that you were supposed to be there. There was no other checks and balances uh, once you were behind that that firewall. And so moving to zero trust uh, requires um, authenticating uh, the user along the way. And, um, you know, I know uh, Citrix also partners with Microsoft and Ann Johnson, who's the corporate vice president of cybersecurity at Microsoft. She in, says the first control you need to put in place is multi-factor authentication. And we see a lot of companies uh, kind of cringe when you say that because they think that it creates friction and uh, frustration for their users. And, and that's why we're excited about our relationship with Citrix and, and growing uh, educating people around, you can deploy multi-factor authentication at the human-to-machine access point if it's native to the technology uh, and it's inherent in that login. It it doesn't create friction. In fact, it, it reduces friction for the user uh, and reduces frustration as well as reducing cost for the companies uh, by moving to uh, modern logins that deploy multi-factor authentication at the edge of where the human accesses the resources. Um, And so this allows you to have this zero trust framework um, for the checks and balances of authenticating uh, the the correct authorization of what you get to do once you're inside that system. Hopefully that answered uh, your question about zero trust. No, it really does. And opens up a, a lot of opportunities. And I would imagine a lot of curiosity in the eyes of a lot of people listening. So I've got to ask, how does Traitware approach these challenges? Is there anything you can share or or maybe offer an overview there? Yeah. So, I mean, our approach to it is that um, we looked at the landscape of modern technology and said, how, how do we, as people, uh, we wanted to solve our own frustrations that we had with password logins and then uh, adding layers of of security to those password logins. I'm, I'm sure everyone listening can relate at a personal level to uh, when you go to log into an account and then uh, there's various ways of 
uh, of doing extra steps, right? So one way would be like using CAPTCHA and uh, how many how many images have a bicycle in them and you've got to go through the steps and select those pictures or or uh, it presents an almost illegible uh, set of numbers and letters that you've got to type in etc or it sends a one-time passcode to your uh, phone and and all of these extra steps were also just layered on top of uh, your password and uh, meeting password policy Right. When passwords were first created, we just got to make our own and we got to think that work with, oh, well, this is special to me. I can use this special word and and do all these things. And then uh, at some point along the way, companies said, well, your password is not strong enough and you need to add special characters. And then we had to learn, well, what is a special character? Right. All all these steps. And actually, uh, there's a comedian, Michael McIntyre, that's got a great uh, comedic routine on this. Uh, Go look at it. It's funny. But uh, how the password actually became very cumbersome to us. So we looked and said, you know, how do we solve this risk and this frustration with modern processes? And, you know, our, our mobile devices today allow us to use biometrics in a secure way uh, to authenticate to our mobile devices while not putting our biometrics at risk. They stay native on that device. We as a user possess it, uh, whether it's Apple or Android devices, um, you know, they don't know what your biometric is. It, it gets uh, created at the chip level. And um, so it's a simple way. And we've all gotten comfortable using a, our biometric to unlock our mobile device. So why not uh, be able to use that same type of process to then log in to other services and applications on our laptop or desktop, et cetera. And so we took that approach and we leverage uh, our native biometrics in those mobile devices, then we create a unique uh, proprietary way that we register your mobile device as a secure token. And this gives us something that we are and something that we possess. Uh, Then we have some other patented processes where we then register that secure token with a separate uh, cloud-based authentication server. And then that authentication server creates the relying party access that delivers your identity payload to uh, the Citrix workspace environment, right? Via the cloud or via on-prem integrations as well. And this allows us to deliver the user experience of logging in in three touches from a device I I carry every day already. Uh, And it has that multi-factor authentication inherent in the process and not an extra step. So we're addressing these problems by increasing security in a transparent way for the user. Uh, if that's a, the, maybe the simplest way we can explain it is we're just replacing that front door lock of your username and password and, and using modern technology uh, to give you a better front door lock. Love that. And Michael McIntyre has made his way to the United States. That, that You've shocked me there. <laughs> yeah, he has. Well, you know, YouTube goes everywhere, right? So Absolutely. <laughs> and for many people listening, though, the cost and complexity of setting up a zero trust fa- framework with enhanced security for their company is incredibly daunting. And it used to be incredibly difficult too, and highly complex. But a lot of that is changing now. So from a Citrix standpoint, can you tell me how you're simplifying processes and making that journey so much more easier with secure internet access? So our motto in terms of uh, zero trust has always been uh, to reduce uh, security risk, but without 
compromising uh, end user experience when we st- step back and thought about it, even through even through the process of building uh, the entire sase framework what we thought was uh, security plays an important role no matter uh, where uh, the uh, data resides it could be uh, hybrid or multi cloud uh, the modern uh, modern workspaces or uh, uh, anywhere it, it do, uh, does not really matter uh, and what we've seen as uh, implementing separate solutions for uh, for securing devices identities applications networks uh, data it, it's only increased the complexity it's only increased the uh, it expenditure uh, it's only increased chaos uh, uh, to to both employees and the it department uh so like like heat mentioned uh, zero trust as as what we think and what we believe uh, should be the framework uh, uh companies have to move away from traditional uh, vpns uh companies uh, when when they implement zero trust what it really means is uh, we are not trusting anyone uh, like heat pointed out it could uh, it could mean that uh, uh employees start thinking that the organization does not trust it, trust them anymore but that's not it right uh what we really mean is uh, we always want to verify that uh, the, the trust uh, is earned and access is only given to uh, to to those who have earned that trust and, uh, and and it has to be a collective approach it does not mean uh zero trust as a product there's a product which you just buy in the market and implement the approach should be to eliminate all these point products uh, or or make all these point product work work in a more cohesive way to provide that zero trust approach so uh no assumptions no automatic trust given uh and and trust is always earned the access is always earned continuously uh keep verifying and monitoring and and uh, that kind of removes the whole concept of uh, perimeter so that's uh, that's mostly uh, what citrix thinks about zero trust and everything has to be evaluated and monitored not only uh, just during the login of the session but also during the session continuously monitoring and 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 a few challenges with what the traditional approach of vpns which i did mention earlier as uh, the uh, the appliances cost it already assumes trust once the user logs in and provides access to everything and uh, obviously that opens up the entire network for attack and uh, there's no continuous evaluation involved and uh, with the with, with the current remote working scenario where uh, everybody is working from either managed or unmanaged devices you cannot really go ahead and tell employees that i'm going to implement uh, an mdm solution or enroll your your personal device to an mdm solution that th- th- there's no way uh, organizations can do that uh, so there's no there's obviously no protection for unmanaged devices uh whitelisting or url filtering used to be an approach but that already means uh, certain websites are already whitelisted and uh, and that's not the way zero trust works and uh, and and when it comes to the network security itself uh, we can't just say uh, whitelist some ip addresses or create some access control lists and and assume that everything uh, uh, in that ip space is uh, is secure 
uh, there's no micro segmentation and, uh, and 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 what we call the next generation firewalls and everything they do not really provide that granular granular access but even when they provide uh, it, it does not continuously monitor and it either allows or denies so the citrix ap- approach uh, in terms of zero trust is uh, is is first of all to eliminate all these challenges and uh, and to provide uh, that protection for uh, for your business's assets to through our Citrix workspace uh, by delivering an end-to-end solution uh, based on this uh, zero trust framework. We have this entire portfolio of products and uh, security services that does today, and. Uh, and what we've seen is a lot of a lot of security vendors out there talk about zero trust, but uh, not not many of them provide that complete protection uh, for businesses and and company assets. Uh, uh, what we've also realized is uh, users have both business and personal lives, which I did mention earlier, and uh, and just implementing an MDM solution to protect those devices would just mean adding one more uh, point product uh, to uh, to the environment, which, uh, which uh, and, and when all these point products are not uh, interoperable, it obviously uh, creates that complexity and leaves gaps uh, in, the, in the overall infrastructure. And yeah, the MDM is one piece which uh, which we do, but in a very different way. Uh, we don't uh, really enroll the devices. All we ask the employees is to uh, install the Citrix Workspace app. Uh, that basically uh, creates that secure environment and protects all the assets uh, contained within the app without having to uh, really enroll the device. And it enforces the policies to uh, to all kinds of applications. It could be SaaS, web, uh, virtual, mobile, and uh, and and not only at the time of access, but throughout the session. Uh, and what we also uh, uh, enabled is uh, that bring bring your own identity uh, to Citrix Workspace. Uh, he uh, he he did bring up the point where. Uh, multi-factor is is really important and uh, everybody has to use it as a as a first layer of defense uh for citrix workspace we've uh, we we've enabled uh, uh bring your own identity which means customers can uh utilize their existing investments on identity providers and uh, uh and and really use the uh really use the MFA and passwordless solutions provided by uh, Tradeware and many others uh, to uh, to really secure access to uh, Citrix workspace. And, and beyond that, uh, we obviously have that uh, entire uh, security analytics stack, which which monitors and uh, and and uh, logs a risk score and and uh, really identifies who are the risky users and who are not uh, implement key logging screen capture mfa whenever uh, whenever uh, users access from uh, from different locations uh, so that's our approach to zero trust it's uh, it's it's citrix workspace and our entire citrix stack we have this unified management platform available through citrix uh, cloud so it, it so uh, uh, IT admins not really have to worry about logging into too many uh, too many consoles or anything. Uh, everything can be managed in, in one single place. 
Love that. And as regular listeners know, I, I really enjoy on this podcast sharing each of the guests' mission and how they're helping overcome or helping their customers overcome challenges. But I also love sharing the, the crossover and how you work together to overcome mutual challenges for your customers. So with that in mind, Heath, can you tell me more about how Traitware are working together with Citrix to solve real problems for, for both of your customers? Yeah, I mean, uh, Anil has really just talked a, a lot about how we how we fit really well together with yeah. that aspect. And so, um, you know, the real world problems um, that that we solve together today and in the future, uh, we've been working closely with Citrix on on testing uh, future integrations. And uh, I think there's some announcements coming soon that that we'll be excited to share. And um, so we we do work closely with Citrix on. Uh, not only what we need to solve for today, but what's coming in the future. And this ability, you know, what the real world problems are, we, we've already addressed a lot of them with this massive move to remote work. How, how are you delivering uh, a simple, you know, secure login? And then as you, once you have that login, uh, Anil just shared really their framework on how they really bring zero trust as a framework to the entire environment um, we, we just get to enhance that part, but we get to be the front door for that part, um, that the, that the user is really where the user sits and, and the user experience and both Citrix and Traitware are on a, a mission to really improve, uh, your, the employee experience, right. And the, the, the employee experience or the customer experience. And that really starts at that entry point, um, and then how they move through it. And so, you know, the problems that we solve together is is being able to, as Anil just shared, deliver an entire uh, cohesive solution that works well together and is simple to manage. Um, and Citrix has uh, been at this, as Anil shared, the remote work aspect for a lot longer than a lot of people. And so they were very well positioned to move quickly um, and expand uh, cloud use, et cetera, and how how customers can take advantage of the framework that they've got built and and improved over time and um, and know that it was built with a foundation of security in mind and so um, that's how that you know that's how we're working together with Citrix to to solve for real world problems. Fantastic and and, and Neil, you've spoke greatly about this already, but is there anything else about the partnership that you'd like to mention? Oh yes, to keep it simple, uh, the passwordless approach, uh, which uh, which Tradeware brings into the entire Citrix workspace, where custom where employees really don't have to remember uh, anything complex, which uh, which Heath already mentioned, right? Uh, just just imagine having uh, uh, fifteen. A uh, character pass, uh, fifteen-letter password with some numbers and uh, some symbols in there, special characters and whatnot. And uh, I, I, I've been there, and I've forgotten uh, many passwords uh, right after I set it. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of them have have been through that. Uh, and uh, and 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 I, I I know he he and me have talked about this where. Uh, Microsoft did a survey, I think internally, and uh, and and and, the, and and billions and bil- millions and billions of dollars spent only on uh, tech support, providing uh, uh, password reset kind of support. And when employees uh, have to remember too many passwords and too many users' names, what they really tend to do is uh, start noting them 
somewhere uh, and and it and that becomes very easy for attackers to uh, sniff these passwords and uh, and and basically get into the corporate network so passwordless and then fido2 uh, kind of uh, solutions are what uh, we are trying to uh, jointly promote and yeah that's uh, that's something which tradeware really uh, brings into uh, into the entire uh, access uh, access play and although there is a lot of warning signs around cybersecurity at the moment, there's a lot of caution. It's also an incredibly exciting time. I mean, in this conversation right now, we're talking about hybrid work and passwordless multi-factor authentication, which, which is just incredibly cool for anyone working in the industry and they make a huge difference to users too. But Heath, do you have any use cases that would just help people listening understand how businesses are embracing things like this? Yeah, so a a specific use case for us that's with a a Citrix uh, customer uh, that we deployed to, the the use case was they previously had, uh, you know, so Neil just mentioned having a single password that was lengthy and had characters in it. But uh, per regulations, this particular customer uh, was not able to use single, let's say single sign-on for all of their environments. Because of regulation, they had to keep siloed environments um, where, where the data is in separate uh, environments so that you didn't have a single point of failure. This forced their admins to have uh, anywhere from four to six or more individual sets of logins that was previously paired with a separate MFA device. So they under regulation, they had to use multi-factor and they had to have siloed environments. So if you can imagine the friction and the frustration that this created is Anil just described trying to remember one uh, lengthy password and then pairing that with a uh, separate one-time passcode created a lot of uh, friction and and costs associated with managing all of that. And so with our deployment uh, of Traitware passwordless multi-factor authentication, we were able to uh, eliminate all of the uh, individual uh, passwords paired with individual MFA keys, which uh, helped the administration manage them all. And we're able to give the user a single pane of glass while maintaining a unique identity to these siloed environments. And because the multi-factor authentication was native or inherent in the technology, while being passwordless, the user experiences that they no longer had to remember not only one lengthy password, but upwards of six, and then they didn't have to enter a separate uh, MFA one-time passcode, et cetera, to access these different work environments that they had. So a specific use case is, um, you know, moving people to passwordless MFA, we cut their password support tickets for this particular company by greater than 90%. Um, and if a simple way, uh, Forrester, Gartner, they, they've all done the math and the studies. And Anil mentioned a study that uh, Microsoft did and the amount of money spent on just password support tickets. Uh, the average cost of one of those calls is around $70. Uh, unfortunately, uh, anywhere from 10 to 15% of your organization will probably have a password reset ticket per month. Uh, so you can just go do the math from there. Wow. 
And another effect that remote work has had on the enterprise is a shortage of in-house cybersecurity professionals and almost a, a rising need for managed service providers, which are often obviously referred to as MSPs. So, Heath, do you have a few words for MSPs too? I do. I mean, the MSPs have uh, the MSP space has exploded with this massive move to remote work. Uh, and really, with Citrix, they have what they call C- uh, CSPs, which is Citrix Solution Providers. Um, and so we've been working closely with them and helping them understand how we work uh, uh, cohesively with what they're doing with Citrix to bring this framework. Um, but also for the MSPs, uh, there is you know there is a massive opportunity for them uh, with Citrix and with Traitware uh, to go bring solutions that really help. Um, I think one of where one of the where the MSP really fits well is also with the the small to medium-sized enterprise businesses that maybe don't have um, the internal IT departments and don't necessarily understand uh, all the frameworks of zero trust and and bringing security, uh, the MSPs that can really learn how to efficiently deploy Citrix and Traitware type solutions for their customers are are really being heroes out there in the space and helping protect uh, against ransomware and data breach and, and really just it's, I think there's a lot of uh, people out there that think that they don't have anything that the bad actors want, and and that's a, a misnomer. And uh, the MSPs really can bring an educational part to those those clients they already have existing relationships with. And a question I'd like to finish on today is: I'm going to ask you all to look in the your virtual crystal balls and, and ask, what does the future of work, and most importantly, the future of work and working securely look like? And what kind of role do you envision uh, you, you play? in that and Heath I'll send that one to you first at trade where yeah so the you know the future of work is definitely going to be this hybrid uh, I don't yeah. think that uh, companies are going to ever go back to uh, the the position there are there aspects uh, of needing to be in an office and team building and all of that I think so but the future of work is likely to maintain an aspect of work from anywhere as Anil uh, mentioned earlier, just uh, the advantages of getting back uh, your time and not commuting. Uh, you know, there's bigger aspects of that too. The impacts on the globe and global warming and all this, that if we can get cars off the roads and and help that and, and move companies to carbon neutral and all of these things that the future of work is finding a balance between productivity and all of the benefits um, and work-life experience having solutions like Citrix and Traitware that can enable that type of hybrid environment while increasing uh, productivity, uh, I believe is the future. And also, uh, you know, from a bias standpoint, the future needs to be passwordless because we are all frustrated with them. Absolutely. And, and Neil, I know we've spoke a lot recently about this. I know it's a subject that's very close to your heart and something you're, you're passionate about, but is there anything that you can leave us with today on that? No, I think completely uh, agree with Heath. He's covered most of the point. We are already seeing the glimpses of future of work. Uh, even when the vaccine becomes available, even when, uh, even when the pandemic goes away, I think uh, most of us are continued will continue to uh, work from uh, wherever we want mostly uh, and, and probably uh, probably our bigger uh, office spaces would would reduce um, 
into uh, smaller conference rooms where uh, where uh, employees catch up for uh, for for uh, probably uh, all hands or something something to just collaborate once in a while but what we are also seeing is uh, the technology has improved so much that uh, like you're seeing we we are able to do take this uh, podcast it's about 10 in the evening here in india you are based in the uk and uh, heat is in the us and and we are able to uh, uh, still get our work done no matter where we are sitting and uh, what what companies would obviously look to ensure is uh, increase that uh, security posture not making it complex uh, implements uh, zero trust and sase frameworks to uh, simplify their overall uh, security infrastructure and uh, obviously uh, use technologies like traitware uh, and citrix to provide that unified digital workspace where where everything what an employee wants to do is available in one secure workspace and and uh, get rid of passwords basically and uh, use mfa solutions in place uh, basically ensuring uh, the employees productive uh, wherever they are thanks so much Anil. and thank you heath too it's been a great conversation as always but before i do let you both go heath first of all can can you remind everyone listening of where they can find out more details about anything we've talked about today any of your recent reports etc and uh, contact a member of your team if they've got any questions yeah so my name's heath spencer uh, ceo of traitware you can find me on linkedin uh, there's lots of information and resources on our website at traitware.com uh, you can send us an email at just contact at traitware.com as well. Uh, and then the rest of the information to reach us is is on our website, again, at traitware.com. And uh, Neil, thanks again for having us. It's been a, a great time and and look forward to future conversations with you. Thanks, Heath. And, and Neil, is there anywhere on the Citrix website you would like to point everybody listening to? You can find Traitware and many similar uh, compatible Citrix solutions and Citrix Ready Marketplace, uh, where we continuously uh, work to validate uh, uh, complementing and interoperable solutions with Citrix. That's at citrixready.citrix.com. And uh, if you'd like to partner with us, if you'd like to more, know more about Citrix Ready products or, or any, any kind of technical information, please. Uh, uh, reach out to Citrix Ready at Citrix.com. Excellent. Well, there's so many exciting takeaways for me from this conversation. The first, of course, is the future of work is hybrid work and the future of secure hybrid working needs to be passwordless. I think that's something we can all agree on. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, your own missions and how you're working together. Great story. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Both Citrix and Traitware have their own mission. But I love how they're tackling issues around cybersecurity together and moving forward with identity access solutions, simple secure logins, and offering a glimmer of hope that we can soon retire the humble password once and for all. But as always, I would love to hear your thoughts on anything that you heard today and indeed anything that you would like us to discuss on a future episode. So please email citrixready at citrix.com or tweet us at citrixready and join this conversation by sharing your experiences and maybe, just maybe together, we can bring your ideas to life and help build the workspace of the future. So keep those messages coming in and I'll see you all next time. 